good evening and welcome back Mindset Explosion Season 3, Episode 47 for this year. And tonight I'm talking about why we need uh, mentorship. I'm really happy I got uh, one of, someone's been mentoring me over the last six uh, months. So I'm real pleased to bring on, let's bring Gary in. So this is Gary Das. Hello, Gary. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, I'm good, mate. You okay? I'm fantastic. Thank you for coming on tonight. Um, Pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, brilliant. I uh, hope you can have a good chat. And I want to find out a little bit, because you've been mentoring me over the last, it's about six months, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six months since July time, I think. Yes. Um, and you sold me in about two seconds of me watching you as well. <laughs> That's good to know. <laughs> I had, I had, but forgive me. Are you, I had, easy, are you easy to sell to? Is that what it is? No, no, I'm not. That's the thing. <laughs> that is the thing. It normally takes me ages to warm up to people. And I, I, I don't know what it, the, the thing I went on and I watched it. And I thought, this guy knows some real good stuff. And I like him. So there you go. Yeah, yeah, I say <laughs> back with you um, in March for um, branding and marketing. So I'm looking forward to that as well. But anyway, enough about me. I, obviously, tonight, come on as a guest and find out a bit more about yourself and why why you feel mentorship's important. Obviously, um, for the viewers and you know how it's helped you, and and we'll just talk about that really. Yeah. So, so Gary, um, you're doing mentorship, but that's not really your main business, is it? No. No, there's a few businesses behind the scenes, shall we say? Yeah, yeah. So, come on, which which is the main one? What 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 started all this off, and how did you get there? Um, well, I suppose one one probably one thing that's most important, I suppose, is I'm the youngest of four children, um, and my dad's forty years older than I am. So, growing up, my parents went through really hard times um, from when I was about six to about sixteen. So. Uh, I ended up doing boot fairs and markets and stuff like that with my dad on a weekend. So he's been self-employed for as long as I can remember. So from a business perspective, he was my first mentor and my first coach, you know, the person who taught me about business and, and about mindset and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I went self-employed in 2006. Um, after college, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Did a few temporary jobs. I went to London, was earning sort of 40, 50 grand as an 18, 19 year old in London, um, doing pension review and working in offices. And when all those temporary jobs ended, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. And dad said, well, why don't you go and work for a bank? Um, so I went to Woolwich in Chelmsford. And the long story short is I was good at opening people. I was good at getting people from you know, paying in their money over to opening an account and then from opening an account over to, they moved me up a position and then over to the financial advisor and they said, hey, do you want to be a mortgage advisor? Um, so in 2003, I got qualified as a mortgage advisor with a Woolwich uh, and then just job topped because there was never any leads anywhere uh, until 2005, I joined a startup and within 12 months, me, the owner and a girl who was working there basically took it to about 100 grand a month with inside 12 months. Um, so I just said to dad, I want to go self-employed. Can I borrow two and a half grand? Because I know how to do it. And I built a business for somebody else. And that was kind of the, the start of mortgage brokering. Um, and yeah, that was kind of kicked off my, my self-employed journey, I suppose. And luckily, for unlike most people, I was able to start with dad as a mentor to tell me how to sort my accounts out and monitor the sales and push numbers and everything else throughout the whole sort of 2005 onwards. Yeah, well, and I guess that's... A in a way, our parents are mentors anyway, right? They're, they're yeah. part of mentorship. I, I do feel, I mean, it's, it's good that you had that. Um, and of course we need, like uh, for kids, we need other role models anyway, which is why I do what I do. But so with, with that in mind, um, 
I mean, I, I didn't know all this, so this is quite interesting. <laughs> so, but what, you know, when you kind of thought, well, I said, I'm, I'm going off on my own. Like, how was it, was it like, I said, I'm doing it? Was it like, oh, I don't know? Or how, how did you feel at the time? You just knew exactly that was it. I think the one thing I've, you know, I've, I would say that I've got a pair, I've got, I've got the best of both worlds with my parents. My dad's glass is always half full and he's Mr. Optimistic, never says a bad word, never pessimistic. Whereas my mum's completely the opposite. She's, you know, Mrs. Pessimistic and quite negative in towards of, you know, protecting the downside, shall we say. Um, so I think from that point of view, it was like 20, 2006, it was just a case of I'd built this business for somebody else, said to dad, can I add two, two and a half grand? I want to go self-employed. I'd actually agreed to purchase my first flat and exchanged on it before. I, and then I went self-employed a month later. Um, so I'd moved out of home and then just decided I was going to leave and go self-employed, obviously being a mortgage broker, I knew that I had to get my mortgages and an employed person before I jumped ship, knowing that that's what I was going to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, from there, I, I always knew that's what I wanted to do. I think it's kind of one of those things I've kind of, I've, I've got a never give up attitude. I know that I want to push myself hard. Um, and I just think you've got to back yourself from a mindset perspective. You know, you've got to be all in. There's that saying, burn your boats. You yes. know, you just have to. I don't believe in, you know, bad relationships or slagging off your old boss or anything at all on those kind of lines in terms of burn your boats, but you've got to go all in. You know, yeah. there's got to be no kind of point of return. And as long as you have that, then that's the the mindset is the one thing that always pushes you through and, and carries you on. Yeah, I'd agree with that, actually. And, and it's it's quite a powerful um, thing to do um, because it, it, when it, I think when you've got that toe in the water to go back, it's too easy because it's never it's never easy starting out anyway on anything no. you know no. and you've evolved um in quite a lot since then really haven't you 100 percent, yeah after going self-employed in 2006 as a mortgage broker uh, my specialism was actually adverse credit back in those days you know people with bad credit so when the credit crunch hit in 2008 2009 that was my business gone in the space of a couple of days uh, so I pivoted and did life insurance, critical illness and income protection, which is something I'd always done anyway. Um, did that for seven years, um, made loads of mistakes. I let my best mate buy into the business and bought him out two years later. I We scaled too quickly and then I started all over again. And then I recruited really badly and started all over again and kind of third time lucky, um, 2012 until 2015. Um, managed to build it to almost seven figures uh, but built a business that I hated just because I didn't do any marketing. Um, and I only had my dad as my mentor during that time, which is all well and good, but the mortgage industry is really different and works yeah. really different in the way in which it is. And I hadn't surrounded myself with other people from the same industry either. So it was kind of just going with what my dad and I thought were kind of the best things, you know, because if I had a question, I'd always kind of bounce it off of him. I didn't really have anyone else that I could bounce it off of. Um, and my mate took me down a path, you know, a few paths that I didn't really want to go down, which is why I ended up buying him back out. Um, but in 2015, I actually moved home as a company director and my bank turned around to me and said, no, you can't move um, because you've left your money in the business and haven't withdrawn it as dividends. So I, being a bit of a dog with a bone and kind of having that, well, there must be another way because I left all my profit in the business. We actually had our best year financially in 2015. Uh, I just made the decision that I would downsize my team. Well, when I when I managed to find a mortgage in the July, uh, we moved into our house in the October, which we're now in. 
Um, and then by the end of the year, I downsized from 13 to three and January 16 started all over again with a niche of self-employed mortgages. And the thing that changed massively was I started investing in marketing, learning marketing, learning business, mentors, coaching, training, education. Um, I've now spent nearly 200 grand on training coaches, mentors since 2016. But the reverse on that is two businesses, which are nearly one point six million uh, suppose you know and that's 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 the investment I, I see it as an investment not a cost yeah i i think and i think that's a crucial thing to say really because i know when i was first looking out uh mentors years back um it was it was that bit of getting your head around it you know it's going to cost tens of thousands to get some you know something that's really good um and you can be struggling a little bit. I was a little bit of a struggle then. Um, and I was like, oh, I'm just doing it. And it was the best thing I ever did. 100%. Yeah. And so, but how did you, so what, what, in what point did you think, right, I said, I'm going to get some different mentorship. What was it just that like you kind of felt I need to grow this now. Um, and how did you go out and seek them really? Yeah. So 2015, up until that point, I, built the business buying in clients from the likes of money supermarket and third-party companies mm -hmm. um, at my peak in 2015 i was spending twenty thousand pound a month on really shit quality leads basically i hope i can swear oops poor quality <laughs> leads um you know I was, I was spending 20 grand a month and i was back to work three days after my first daughter was born i felt trapped i felt like i was constantly worrying about cash flow and sales and all of that kind of stuff because it was just like a trap um and when I started all over again with this niche of self-employed, the first thing I did was started learning marketing. Then I seeked out um, business and found Key Person of Influence by Daniel Priestley. If you've not recommend, if you've not read that book, then I'd recommend it. Dan's now a client, really good friend. Um, I was WhatsApping him, funnily enough, last week. He helped me write my book, The Self-Employed Mortgage Guide. And then it just kind of progressed from there in the sense of, you know, um, going to a property event in 2017 uh, at Peterborough for Progressive and seeing Rob Moore and then, you know, sort of realizing that actually property is quite a good circle for me to be in, being a mortgage broker. Um, and then I invested in Rob's mastermind and, you know, then Rob did a social media course and I've used video and social media and marketing to, to generate inquiries for my business. And then I attended his course and now I teach and train social media for Progressive as well as, um, because of my social media efforts, I've got, you know, 150 online mentees in the financial services space that I now mentor um, just because I think kind of the key, the things that actually someone posted in a group today about mentors and through that, through the little bit that I said, I said, one of the key things I think with mentors is finding a mentor. The perception is you shouldn't, you're, you don't have to pay for them. You know, there's someone who's got real loads of experience in an industry or they're kind of, you know, maybe 70, 80 years old and they're at the end of their rope, but they've kind of been there and done it and, and everything else. Whereas I don't think that's necessarily true. I think a mentor is somebody who has been there and done it and maybe is still to an extent doing it. They're just maybe at 100,000 where you're at 50 or maybe they're at half a million where you're at 100,000 or maybe they're at 2 million and you're at a million. You know, it's just someone who's further ahead than you are, but has done what you want to do. And that's kind of what I've always seeked out. So I've had mentors, you know, in marketing. I've had mentors in sales. 
I've had mentors in financial services and, and mortgage brokering. And I think it's just about finding somebody who has done what you have done, who's, you know, followed the yellow brick road, shall we say. Um, I can't think of the same. What is it? They've worn the T-shirt. It's that one. Yeah, they've walked the road. Basically, you're not there. Yeah. Yeah, you, know, you, you kind of... Um... It makes sense. And that's kind of how I've gone through mine. It, it, I could only afford at some point like a, a lower tiered mentorship. And that's what yeah. I had to do. And, and um, I mean, this was a martial arts one uh, going back. Was, I had to go over to flip in New York for it. Oh, the drama. Um, but <laughs> but it was really good mentorship. And it kind of worked up the tiers. And I just, they had, you know, the platinum, platinum mastermind. And I absolutely loved it. And, and it, my goal, right, I'm getting on that. And it was great. Um, and this is where I got to this year is like, I kind of wanted to step away from that. And that's why I joined up yours. I wanted to kind of really meet people from different businesses and get a different perspective. And of course, as you know, I, I got about hundred million goals and things I want to do other than what I am doing, um, and find a way for me to give back. So yeah, I to it makes total sense because someone's only going to get you so far. And, and as a coach myself, martial arts, my goal is that that person I teach has got to be better than me. But obviously, I want to keep improving myself. Martial arts is the perfect example when it comes to anything in relation to mentoring and coaching. Mm -hmm. You know, in the one of the person who was in, I was in the conversation with on the group earlier in this in this bit, I said was like he was like, "Do you think it has to be someone from your industry or who's?" And I said, "Yes, because otherwise they're just a coach." You can learn from people from other industries. You know, you and I, you're not a, finan you're, you're not a financial services person. I am. But you're in a service-based job, and I've used social media to generate inquiries and to build up a, a coaching group and, and everything else. And there's still things you can learn from me and, and all that sort of stuff. But if you wanted to build a martial arts business, the person who's going to show you how to do that is going to be a person who's built a martial arts business. But when you're learning martial arts – don't quote me on, well, you'll know better than I will, but the actual grading, I used to do martial arts, but, you know, white belt is obviously, yeah. white belt's the beginning, and then you might go yellow and then orange and then blue and then brown and black and so on and so forth. But you're learning from the person who's one belt ahead of you as well as the person who's three belts ahead of you. And when you get to black belt, you're, there's always someone who's been doing it longer, and that's just what you do. You, you progress as other people progress and actually one of the best things i think about mentoring is not just about hanging around with people at, or not just learning about from those that are further ahead but actually the conversations that you have with people at the same level as well as the knowledge that you pass on you know what is it in um in alcoholics anonymous one of the things the final step is actually helping someone else to overcome their alcohol addiction and it's the same in mentorship you become better as a mentor when you mentor someone else as well as you know, someone who's mentoring you. So, well, it's that saying is you teach once, you learn twice. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, nice. It's, it's so powerful. I, me personally, I love the masterminds. I, I love, I learn better, uh, either if it's like a, a, a session, you know, like we, we did um, a few months back as a seminar. I, I absorb that. I get loads. I know I'm not going to implement everything in one hit because that, that would just be crazy for me. But it's there, and I and I can start building up. And with the mastermind groups, oh my gosh, they they are so powerful, aren't they? Yeah, without a doubt, it's you know the the whole idea of a mastermind is that whole thing of a collective of ten brains is going to be better than one, 
And, you know, I've been on a mastermind before, for example, where you're in the you're in a room, so to speak, or on Zoom with a group of other people who are doing the same thing as you. And all the questions, like I'm number eight out of 10, for example, because you rotate the order in which you go in. And by the time it's got to me, everybody else has already asked the questions that I was going to ask. And I'm like, I'm out now. I don't know what, what I've got to ask. Um, but I used to find out on a, sorry, I used to find out on a Thursday. I didn't always have a question. I knew if I stuck it out, something would come up. Um, yeah. and, and every time, and sometimes it might be that last few minutes of sitting on the mastermind with you and someone's asked a question. Then I get a question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, oh, that's released something else. I think, oh, it was so, it's so powerful, yeah. Sorry. There yeah. as well, it's, it's really important from the point of view, like I've just had a mentor. So I've, I've got my online business now. I've got 150 online mentees. Um, I've got an online training portal with 370 odd videos and we're now putting in a, a second level and a third level. Um, so I've got my pro academy, we've got the pro elite and we've got pro VIP. And the elite is kind of for anyone who's between around about 300,000 to, you know, a million. Um, and I've just actually sat down with somebody over the last three months and we've done an online launch for one of my lead generation courses um, but the most of the thing in terms of what we did during that three months was actually a lot of structure and a lot of systemization and a lot of implementation that actually I'm not going to see the financial benefit for until realistically the end of next year. But having done that preparation now and had the mentorship from somebody who's already got a two million pound online business, you know, we've mapped out the steps that we're going to I've got to basically go through that I can easily achieve it next year now. But it's an investment now to get the reward over the course of the next 12 months. It's not. So many people kind of look at mentorship as, you know, a bit like Facebook ads. You put a pound in and you're immediately going to get five pound back. It doesn't work in that way because it's like nutrition or weight training that you'd have to do the things every single day in order to lose the pound or to put the pound on over a period of time you don't suddenly go to the gym once and you're a massive bodybuilder you know it's like it just doesn't happen in that way and business mentorship social media marketing sales mentorship it can sometimes take a, a period of time to get a result but like you say it's taking in the knowledge during that time and actually you don't implement it all there and then but yeah, you have a structure and a map to move forward with. Yeah, and also, I'll use martial arts as a reference because um, you watch a move get done, then you have a go at doing it, but you're always going to pick up little bad habits. I'm forever, you know, keep your guard up. Yeah. Guard, <laughs> guard. Uh, but it, if we took that out, it, it'd be the same for anything. Um, and even, you know, everything I, like I've been doing with you over the last six months, I'm still not there. But I've learned so much and I'm implementing as much as I can. And I know uh, even my head is like turning over. And if I stop, stop, that's why I didn't want to stop because I, I, I needed that, that bit more, which is you know, why I'm doing the, the, the brand and the marketing with you because I'll learn more from there and it keeps me accountable. And you know, there's going to be a bunch of others on there, which I'll learn from as well. And I just, I think it's so beneficial really. Um, but like, and like you said, it's, it's thinking long-term and not having that, and I've seen it when I've been on courses and there's, there's always, the, and sadly, sometimes there's always someone on a course or a, a thing and it, they're asking the same question week in, week out. I kind of want to shake them. So it's better for me on Zoom. I can't physically touch yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> you know? oh, I'm, I'm with you. Funnily enough, I said that yeah. to my wife earlier. It's, 
it's I don't get the mentality in that respect because it's not the way I'm wired and clearly you're not either. But in a training and mentoring kind of space, everyone has got, you know, everybody works at different paces. I know that I'm 150 miles an hour and I want to implement everything yesterday, but not everybody's like that. And where it might take me two weeks, it might take someone else two years. They know they've got to do it. They just aren't as quick to adjust. And that's, it's kind of a hard thing to get used to as a mentor because as a mentor, you want everybody to get results, but you have to let people do it in their own time. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think that's equally why it's really important, particularly if you're going to do, say, one-to-one mentorship, that you only work with the right people. And actually, you know, I said to someone last week, I'm, I'm launching my coaching going into next year for business growth. And I just said to someone last week, like, I don't think we're a good fit because you're, you're not going to – I'm going to get frustrated with the fact of you not doing and doing and doing. Um, whereas you probably need someone who who needs maybe give you a little bit more of a hug and, you know, I'll walk you through the process, but I'm holding your hand and fucking running. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not just little step, 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 step. Let's get it done. Let's get it. I'm, I'm going to give you something. Go and get it done. Don't mess around and say, oh, the kids, the wife, da, da, da. we've all got those excuses. Get up an hour earlier. Go to bed an hour later. You know, it's, it's just, just get these things sorted and move on. But I think you've done them more of a service by saying that. Because yeah, yeah, it just if you're going to get frustrated, they get frustrated. It's not the results that they want. I think that's the, um, you know, gone are the days of just you know, well, let's just work with everyone. You, it doesn't work that way, does it? No, you you have to be you have to be strict with your own time, and you have to. It takes practice. Like the the first client I ever had, we weren't a great fit, mm. um, and and it was kind of that reason for that reason that I'm quite fast and he was naturally quite slow and he was looking to me to kind of speed him up. But I can't, you can't change somebody, and it has to be really important that you are congruent with somebody. And it's like, you know, my my kind of process now of working with somebody is a lot longer, um, and it's easier in a mastermind because when you do when you're working one to one, it literally is one to one. So it's got to be a great relationship. It's almost like it, you become real close friends with these people. Um, and it's it's like you're in you're almost like a non-executive director part of their business helping them get the result and where it's a, a group it doesn't have to be so intense you know because there's there's more you know more heads in there um but yeah i like both i like working one-to-one i like being part of a mastermind um and it's just great being around like-minded people i think that's the uh, the key thing do you feel that when you when you um when you sort out, so when you were first part of a mastermind as well, did that, how did that, obviously you got the mentorship, but being in that group, how did that also elevate? Because it does elevate you up. Oh, right? that's People, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we well, like the, the first business course I did, Key Person of Influence. They put us in, it was 50 people in a room and they had 10 tables of five. And the two other guys on our table, they were nice and everything, but they just weren't the same as Joy, Emma and I. And like Joy and Emma, they're the same age I am. Both take massive amounts of action. And we still get together at least once or twice a month on a Friday at 10 o'clock. And we still just spit about what's going on in the business, you know, chuck around, just going, what's going on? Right. How can you do this? I need some questions with that. We've got a little WhatsApp group that we still just bust around. And that's that's nearly five years now. Um, but yeah, you know, it's great to see their growth and they enjoy seeing mine and we become really good friends. And I think it's just that thing of, Throughout your journey, you find people that you really connect with. You find people that is for a short term. You find others that is for a long term. You, you know, you find 
that there are people what is it people come into your your life for a reason a season or a lifetime and i think that's so true um and i think the the other two guys who were in our group awesome guys they were there as part of the course they helped us through that point but they're just not there for for the term of business growth you know no it's it's like um are you similar thing actually it's like leaves on a tree so your life for life or anything really so yeah. some of the leaves some of the branches some of your roots are, you know they core roots and they will be there and i think you know you're not you know i think you've hit a, a key point there is some of the everlasting relationships because you obviously keep each other accountable within yeah. your own way um and and again it's it is that having that like-minded people are around and it does it i know you're quite competitive I was, going, I was just thinking that. I was just thinking yeah. along those lines as well. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's healthy comp- competition. I, I love that. Um, my, 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 he was originally my boss. He, he was a, a world champion for 10 years and uh, before I, I, I bought, bought out the bit I was running for him, basically. But that mindset just carried over. And it was always about, yeah, healthy competition, not, yeah, I'm better than you. It's like, well, I'm doing this now. All right, what? Well, Show me how you did that. So you you help each other, and you're just constantly building your towers higher and higher and higher. Um, and I love that kind of training, and I love that kind of um, thought process. Basically, um, definitely, definitely. And I was, I was I was literally as you were saying that I was I was thinking about it as well. It's like there is that competitive nature between Joy Emma and I in terms of right, what are you up to now? Ah, oh, I've just got two new coaching clients, and they're paying me X, and you're like ah. Oh. Okay, I'm going to go do a similar thing. Right, how do you do it? What are you doing? Right, an hour and a half, quite a couple of times a month. Oh, could I fit that in? Yeah, I could probably fit that in. Yeah, and then you just kind of, you just start bouncing off of each other. But I think it's that it's that thing of when you look at the world's best performing sports teams or the world's best athletes, you know, they'll have a nutritionist. They'll have a strength and conditioning coach. They'll have an endurance coach. You know, there's, there's different specialisms in different areas. But equally, you know, they're, I've, I've recently got into kind of CrossFit training um, mm-hmm. as a method. And there's two. There's Tia Toomey and Matt, whatever his name is. But they're best out of the men and women. And they train together. So it's like, of course, they're going to be number, two, number ones because they're like best mates. They train together. They're competitive against each other, even though they're, you know, in, in different sets. And, they're you know, she's competing against the women. He's competing against the men. They both want to win. And it's almost like that competitive nature, almost like being in different industries, you know, doing the same kind of thing, but in different industries. And it just is competition and it's healthy and it's fun. And you learn through what someone else is doing and the mistake. And equally, the the whole advantage I find of, of masterminds is you learn vicariously through the mistakes of what somebody else has done. You know, that's why I wanted to become a coach and a mentor was because for 10 years, I learned how to build a business successfully the wrong way, the hard way, the difficult way. And I knew in 2016, 2017, that I wanted to stop any other financial services professional doing that. And I equally don't want people to waste their time on social media or, you know, not understanding branding and marketing because the main thing that builds a business is more leads. So if you can drive more leads into the business, then everything else becomes easier. Um, so, yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely that nature of com- competition, but it's equally learning what not to do is probably one of the most important things of, of mentorship. Uh, I totally agree with that. And, and I think obviously our, our main business is so different, um, but it all comes down to the same thing. 
you need people coming in, even if I got a shop. A lead is just a customer that comes to the shop at the end of the day, isn't it? Yeah. Um, or, if, you know, like you said, you watch a hairdresser. It's the same thing. <laughs> a lead is someone that's seeking you out. And and I think it was all great me knowing how to teach, how to teach and doing martial arts. But it it was, and I was quite privileged. I, I, we had to do a lot of, um, you know, marketing anyway. But back then we didn't have the internet. I just go out on the street and I literally had to bow to people, Gary. Yeah, me too, yeah. mate. I did door knocking. Yeah, so, <laughs> so um, but it again, I feel I learned, I learned lots then, thought I knew it all, then started it by myself. Well, I kind of took it over, you know, where I was based, where the, the place I was running and built up. And it was, oh my God, now, now I got a, I, I, well, I think if I, if I hadn't sought out some mentors, I, there would have been, you know, it would just plodded along. Whereas yeah. I'm not, I can't plod along. I get, I don't know if you worked out, I get twitchy and bored. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, and it is like that little injection. Like you can be you can be feeling it, particularly at the moment, you know, mm -hmm. not, to, not to keep this as evergreen as possible, but we've all been through corona and COVID and being stuck within the same four walls, as much as we love our families, we're not seeing as many other people. Your, your life has become virtual rather than becoming reality. You just want to give somebody a hug and a handshake and a fist bump and, you know, whatever. But it's that whole thing of actually when you're having a bit of a shit month and you may be feeling a bit down and your ideas aren't necessarily flowing, being able to change your environment and just get into a room of people who are all inspired or maybe all even feeling the same bit of the, you know, the same kind of feeling, but you leave the session feeling motivated, feeling inspired with a million different ideas because you've heard everybody else's, stories and actually probably one of the biggest things for me actually thinking about it from from mentorship and from masterminds was for example rob moore's a 20 million pound a year business owner when i first read his book in 2016 it was like kind of putting him on a pedestal to agree it's like my god you've got 70 staff plus outsourcers which puts you over 100 odd your 20 million pound a year business crikey i'm i'm approaching a million kind of thing and then actually you get into a room and you sit in his house in his front room doing a mastermind and you're like, you're actually just a normal human who has the same kind of problems. They're probably just a bit bigger because you've got more people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, but it's the same thing. I'm having a problem with my PA. Mm -hmm. He's just having a problem with the whole team. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just go, well, okay, it's, it's just relative to the stage that you are at. And I think that's probably one of the key things for life is, you, you know, you, you are where you are meant to be right now. But as you overcome and tackle those problems, the next time you face it, it's going to be easier. So I've had a problem recently with, funnily enough, with a coach that I worked with in the past. And I've just messaged a couple of people and said, hey, look, what would you do in this circumstance? Because I don't feel like I've got real value from it. It was probably not the best investment I've made. I didn't really learn very much. Um, and, you know, all of them came back and said, look, you've got to have the conversation, but just be clear on the outcome that you want. You know, do you want your money back? Do you want more time with them? Do you, you know, what is the reason you want to say something and just kind of bullet point it out so it's all nice and clear? Because as a as a coach and a mentor, my brain goes, well, if I hadn't done if I hadn't done a good job for somebody, I'd want them to tell me. Because how yeah. can I get better? And like, and you know, how can I get better? And how can I learn? Um, because nobody's perfect, and and everybody's still learning. And you know, you, you only get better through negative feedback, really, not through positive. Yeah, and and sometimes it kind of might go back to what you said earlier, and it 
just wasn't the right relationship. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, without a doubt. Yeah. yeah. So because so from you, did you figure you would end up coaching yourself? Um, yeah, I think when I so when I downsized the team in 2015 and I found myself employed niche and I started all over again, my main thing was to start doing social media and start utilizing that. Um, I started posting once a day in January 2016. By the June, I was doing video. By the November 16, I was doing live video. And by the time I got to order to 17, I literally did nine till nine through 2016. Um, because I was relearning the industry and I wanted to maintain my same same standard of income. because uh, we had just moved into this house and, and everything else. We had the life. So it was like I had to more than anything else, which you know, downsizing from nearly a three quarters of a million pound business to a kind of a 250, 300,000 pound business. It was like, Christ, I need to go gun ho here because the expenses were still higher. Um, and I think in 2017, once I was able to take my foot off the gas a little bit and I'd worked a bit on systems and processes and relieved myself of so much stress and sort of and got some time back into my life through systems and processes and improved marketing because the leads were coming in much easier. I didn't need to work as hard to generate them. I had a coaching session, funnily enough, um, with a guy called Andrew Priestley, who's Daniel Priestley's dad, as part of the course that I was on. And it was just one of those things of, you know, as a coach kind of does, what, what's your ideal life look like? What's one of the things that you want to be doing? You know, how could you help others? And kind of through that conversation, it was like, well, actually, one of the things that's really passionate is that I want people to make the same mistakes that I did for 10 years. Um, I don't want after people, I don't want people to learn the hard way you know, because I didn't have coaches and mentors and no one kind of showed me a, a better path. Um, and then that was maybe early 2017. And then through the social media efforts by 2019, I launched my own coaching and mentoring from that point. So it's, you know, whole, whole law of attraction kind of thing. Once you kind of think it, you just have to keep a sort of a, a bit of an eye on it and it will come around eventually if you if you really want it to. Yeah. Yeah. I because I notice on your when you've done some of the the free coaching that you do because obviously you got your paid stuff uh, yeah. which makes sense because I you know and you do get got so much out of that you know the mastermind group I was in and and I think one of the things that did attract me to that was the the free session you did you gave so much gave Too so much, much. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I signed up, so <laughs> my, my kind of my my thought process around anything, and a lot of people say, or I've had it before, where some people you go to an event and they don't give you any value at all. Mm-hmm. Whereas I would rather say, look, this is how I do it. This is what I've done, and if you want to, if you want to get there in the hundred meters, then I'm the person to help you get there. If you want to treat it more like a marathon, and you know, go through the eight hundred meters, then go and do it yourself and make the mistakes that I did and go the hard way and the long way. Um, and it's kind of one of those things of it's going to happen anyway. I'm going to be doing it when you kind of face the facts that realistically 5% of people will actually end up signing up or going ahead with you. And even in some of the property training stuff, you know, there's, there's only 5% of people who are in the room that actually end up going and putting what they learn into action. So I find that really hard to believe and I hate it because I want everybody to do really, really well. And I think everybody can achieve more. Um, 
but you have to kind of accept that you can't make you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Um, I can relate to that, Gary. Um, especially when I see potential in, in a lot of people. Um, and you know, don't don't get me wrong, I'm not I'm not Mr. Of course, I'm not Mr. Perfect. I, I got loads of yeah, and there's there's things that I I'm thinking, right, I've got to do that, I've got to do that, I've got to get this done. Um, but when I see that potential, I just, I, oh, come on, I just want to shake, shake them. But yeah, I, yeah. I like, yeah, I like that the the method that you do. Because, and but the thing is, it's like, again, if I use martial arts analogy, you wouldn't go to a lesson, learn how to do some basic moves, and that's it. Thanks, mate. I got, I got it now. I can defend myself. It, yeah, you need. So it's nothing. I think it's great. You you give so much out. But the point is, you need to stay. You need to, you know, you need me to tell you that you need to just work on that bit a little bit more. I think, um, I think the analogy I use is it, it's like giving somebody all the ingredients to a cake and a recipe. Yeah. But actually, do you want me to bake the cake with you? Because I've done it before. It's that kind of, it's that kind of thing. Totally. So, and Gordon Ramsay did not learn to cook from a recipe book either, did he? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if he did it, so he's done it. Well, if he did. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. I'm I'm far from perfect. You know, I spent a lot of this weekend. I said to you, but I said to you kind of before this, I just really wanted to go to my parents today, just to get out of the house and change the environment and do something different. And um, my wife's had a bit of feeling like she's can't taste anything and a bit of a tight chest and. She went and had a test this morning for COVID and we just said, right, well, because she's a hairdresser, she doesn't want to take any risks. So it's better to be safe than sorry. But it's like I've almost felt a little bit of today being down in the dumps and a bit worries me. And, you know, I'll wake up tomorrow and have a workout and be over it. And today I've probably eaten, I said to you, I've eaten a 27 Hotel Chocolat chocolates because they arrived yesterday. I'm definitely an emotional eater, you know, but like I said, I still go through the same troubles and the trials and the tribulations, the the thing is being able to snap yourself out of it and not let it go into next week. Yeah, everybody still has an emo emotional roller coaster, and some days you can't be bothered to go on social media and you can't be bothered to do a story and you just want to stay in bed all day long. But it's doing what you need to, even when you don't want to, that gets you the result. And how can you? I f I feel in myself I wouldn't be congruent if I didn't push myself to do the things that I need to, even when I don't want to. And tell other people to do that if I wasn't getting shit done myself. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of that's the other advantage of of having mentors or and having mentees is you almost feel guilty saying, Oh, I'm telling that person to go and do that, but I can't do it myself. That's not right. You know, so it kind of it pushes you in that sense as well as your mentors pulling you. So yeah, it's it's good fun. So it's a win-win situation. They grow, you grow. Yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. It's, you know, the whole idea is almost like you've seen that. Um, there's always those images going around where there's kind of one guy at the top and then a few people down on the bottom holding the rope. You know, it's just like, it's like that, isn't it? Yeah. yeah there's always great. someone higher up who's pulling the rope. Yeah. And, that, and that's the good thing. We, we, so any, you know, people coming into a pro academy, it's not like you've stopped learning. You, you, it's not like you're saying, I can only get you here. You can get them there. But by the time they get there, you're, you're already, up a bit here again oh now i can get into here so i think that's that it's a great a great thing to be in and or obviously people got a choice thing just stay there yeah that's the thing is it's you know my one of my ethos is, is a fun and profitable lifestyle business yeah you know, i think i think anybody who 
anybody who is just one person has effectively created himself another job. Yeah. Um, if you get a PA, then you know you're going to give yourself some freedom and autonomy that way. But if you can have a team of four, it doesn't mean you need to employ four. But if you can have somebody, if you can have a full time PA, if you could have someone. Maybe in, in a mortgage sense, actually, you can have two PAs because there's so much bloody administration with it. But you can have an admin person, you can have a salesperson, you can have a marketing person. You know, your, your marketing person doesn't have to be full time. Your salesperson potentially, depending on your industry, doesn't have to be full time. But if you could have a, if you could have a team of four, you've got a great little business that will do three, four hundred thousand that you can live a really nice life off, the, off of the back of that. You can have a lot of fun. You can, you know, you can do whatever you want, whenever you want. You can go on holiday without having to worry too much. Um, as long as you enjoy and love what you're doing, then it, it, you know, it should be pretty cool thereafter. If you want to go to 10, then realistically, the principles are exactly the same. You just have to double everything. Um, it's only when you start going past that point, which is the point that I'm now approaching, that I think it gets a lot, you know, a lot, a lot different. Um, you need to rebrand, you need new systems, you need new processes, you need more people, which means you need a layer of management. Um, but even then, it's like I'm now mentoring my manager who's now mentoring my nine advisors, you know, and then it's that then now we're taking on a load of administrators into the office. So it's kind of even in even in your own business, you have the mentorship side of things to, to pass on the because you focus on higher things as, as the business grows and move up. Makes total sense. Yeah, it makes total sense. So, so what's what what's the plan? Is that stuff that's so where you're saying you, where you are now? Then is that you are like on a curve? Is that what's going to be happening next year, or is it over the next five years? Or um, so our like my this this year we were two in my brokerage we were two advisors, uh, two advisors, a marketing person, and two administrators. We're now nine advisors an ops manager, three administrators, and we're about to take on another three. And then we're taking, and in order to get to the next phase of growth, I'm doing all the strategic systems, new system, new website, new marketing, um, to rebrand the business to go to the next level. Then Andrew will basically takes on all the responsibility of the advisors. So we'll double our advisory team next year. Um, and we'll put new systems in, which, you know, that will, we should realistically double next year is kind of our goal. Um, and then on the, on the pro side of things, which is my coaching and mentoring stuff for financial services professionals, um, I'm 150 online mentees. And then I've now launched kind of the pro elite, which is my mastermind for, for building your business. Um, which, yeah, we're, I'm going to try and, I'm good. I want a group of 10. Yeah. You know, I think I think 10 is a good number. I think anything more than that and people don't get a sufficient time together. And the good, the kind of the, the I think it will change when we get back to face to face, but we all have to adapt to the world that we now live in. So, you know, as part of my academy, we do training, we do a guest expert training. We do loads of Q&A around that specific topic. But then as part of the elite, the elite thing, you get the mastermind on top of that. Um, so you then get the opportunity to ask specific questions relating to your business and your stage of growth and where you're at. So that should fast track people's success um, over the course of the next 12 months through their business growth. So, yeah, big, probably my biggest year planned. So it should uh, should be quite fun, I hope. No, it will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, be good.
I'm like, ooh. <laughs> Number, I think you're right. I think 10, I, I would struggle with more than that. You know, but I guess in a couple of years, you're going to have a team that's going to be running that for you. So, well, you know, I think I think the way, the way I'd like to run the kind of the pro elite side of things is I would actually like to do, say, in January, for example, I would like to get, say, 50 people in a room and do two days of teaching with kind of maybe almost like maybe almost like a day and a half of teaching and then break those 50 people into um you know five tables of 10 and then do a mastermind for kind of three hours on the second day um and set the goals and ask any questions and kind of close those two days off and then in february and march do coaching calls individually with everybody because i actually think one of the from from running my mastermind this year for financial services professionals I actually think one of the great things is if you can get an element of teach, an element of group and an element of one to one, it's like super fast track then because you're getting you're getting you're getting the group stuff, which gives you the ability to hear from other people. But then a little, you know, a little bit of a month later, something might have cropped up that's really specific to your business. But you're implementing so much that you just need that little bit of care and love and attention. So I think that would be the model that I'd really like to run with. I haven't seen it done anywhere else yet. Um, there isn't really anyone else doing it in my industry, and I haven't been to anything that runs in that way. But sometimes, you know, I suppose the the advantage, like in masterminds that I'm part of, is you you have the group thing once a month, but then you get the ability to WhatsApp somebody and just ask a question or something like that. But actually, I'd quite like to just sit down for 15, 20 minutes or 30 minutes and just – slug it out back and forth a bit like a tennis match and then go right cool now i'm off now i'm happy i've got it all out of my head <laughs> <laughs> yeah <I'm like> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah it's really valid i mean <clears throat> the one previously when I, I was going over to the states but we could only go about i think there's two or three you could do in a year and then the rest was like done on sorry talking getting involved all right <laughs> um yeah but it's like two or three days of learning yeah over there and oh, it was just it was almost always always better in person yeah always and you, and you do little breakaways um i was right i like that one we had grant cardone was there and gary v was once as well it was, it was a nice good one. um yeah it was the traveling <laughs> yeah yeah um, That's big, yeah but and i think i was the only english guy there so everyone was collaborating <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, all right, I'll just sit here, shall I? <laughs> I learned so much. I learned so yeah. much. Um, I'd, I'd like to break America if I can. Yeah, I, I, they would love the accent. Yeah, I think there's, there's a big mortgage and insurance market over there, and it's only the process that will be slightly different. But, you know, vision, marketing, my, I've got a six-step formula that I use within my pro academy, and, and it really applies to any business owner who wants to build a business. Um, but you know, vision, marketing, sales, people, recruitment, business model—it's it, it, exactly the same. It's just the process part that's slightly adapted. But I'm somebody who loves a process, and I can structure anything. So once I understand how that industry works or whatever, then I'm pretty confident I can help improve it in some way, shape, or form. Uh, you definitely can because everything I've got has has helped. I couldn't think of one thing. That- you, I know it is about social media, but all the same, um, 
with a lot of the other stuff you did, it I don't it's not that much different other than it's a different business. That's it. Yeah. Different, you know, and a different process maybe within, but the, the other bits are the same. How we deal with our clients is still the same and yeah, yeah. That's a relationship as, as well. And again, having that a system is so is so important. Yeah. Um so with your pro academy, is that that that's for finance? Yeah, so it's it's my my niche. Like I've always been a big fan of a niche. Um, yeah. That's what I, that's what changed everything for me in two thousand and six or twenty sixteen. Sorry. So it was actually thinking about it. I've never realised that. But actually, when I went self employed in two thousand and six, my niche then was adverse credit. That was all I used to do. Although I was I was only buying adverse credit leads, um, and the business that I built for somebody else was adverse credit. So actually. My whole mortgage brokering, my whole self-employed life has been a niche, really. It was only the seven years of building the insurance brokerage that wasn't, which was the seven years that I didn't enjoy particularly. So, yeah, I think my niche, the Pro Academy is IFAs, mortgage brokers, insurance advisors, will writers, accountants, bookkeepers, anyone kind of in that financial space. But really, everything applies to service-based business owners. Um, I've never been in a product-based business, although saying that in the last 18 months, I've sold courses online um, in both lead generation, in being a mortgage advisor, in my academy. So I have sold a product, even though it's a course, I suppose. It's probably the same, similar method. Um, But yeah, I'm kind of, I'm one of those that I think having a niche in a specific target market, like from your perspective, it's helping martial artists to market and build their business is something that you can easily stand out for and you can easily help a lot of people do it because there isn't that many people you know it's, it's much better to i think mentor and teach and coach what you've already done in your particular niche rather than trying to branch out and it's only when you've kind of really made a name for yourself in your industry that actually i think you can go farther and wider um unless you know, I can think of a guy, there's a guy called Peng Jun who's massive in like video and he's only young. He's got an eight figure business. He's only young. He does everything, um, everything from that perspective around video, around, you know, video marketing, around lead generation, utilizing video, around producing better video. It's basically everything that he kind of talks about. Um, but he's got a niche, which is actually his origin. You know, Ping Jun, he is Chinese. He's got, whenever I look at any of his stuff, the audience, they're always of the same. Um, and, you know, that's, there's a, a percentage, I'm sure, that isn't. And I follow his stuff, so I'm not. Um, yeah. But generally, I think it's industry is always a good thing to, to stick with going forward. Yeah, it does make sense. And this was like the, I was looking at Russell Brunson's book. He talks about a niche within a niche, basically, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're saying, you know, we, we help self-employed business owners to buy and invest in property within my brokerage. But actually, the niche within the niche is it's limited company business owners. You know, with two years trading, you can kind of double down and, and sharpen your message to a uh, person. But I think Russell Brunson, no, it's not Russell Brunson. Um, Brendan, Brendan Bashard is somebody who I've really got into from a coaching perspective. And he says about creating a product which is vanilla, but yeah. then actually changing the marketing. So the shop, the interior of the shop is exactly the same, but the shop front is different. 
Right, okay, yeah. You change the shop front to match martial arts or mortgages or insurance or accountancy or whatever, but the product is exactly the same. And that might be something that I do in the future, but, you know, with my pro academy, it's only ever been mortgage brokers that have been in there. So we've, we've now got, out of my 150, we've now got 20 financial advisors. So more of the content that I'm producing is starting to be a bit more generalist, um, but it's going to be a while before we're able to, to step out of the financial space. You know, I'm not saying I wouldn't coach somebody outside of it, but it's always good to help somebody and, and do exactly what you've done. Otherwise, you become a coach rather than a mentor, I think. Yeah, and I guess going back to where you're thinking about America, that, that's probably going to be quite big over now, I thought. Is it? Yeah. Eight and everything else. Um, just coming up to the end, Gary, I've been going in an hour, so fair play. Um, what I, I've seen some adverts coming up, so you've got a five-day challenge coming up again. What's that about? Um, so, yeah, we do a five-day challenge, which is a business growth challenge. Um, it's basically we walk you through over five days um, how to work out a simple formula for business growth. And then over the course of the next four days, it's more focused around the lead generation part of business growth. Uh, so it's about identifying who your ideal customer is. It's about understanding their problems, overcoming their solutions, producing articles and content to attract them. Uh, and then the final day is actually producing that content as such. So over five days, we walk you through the process step by step to, to effectively generate more leads, but also gain clarity over your vision and your financial goals, realistically. Um, because once you set a financial goal, everything else becomes easier because every decision should drive you closer to your financial goal or it doesn't. Oh, brilliant. If you want to drop a link in the comments, by all means, of course. And, and when when's that starting? Um, it's actually on Evergreen. So we've, we, we held it back in October. Um, and that one at the moment is actually a test that we're running from a marketing perspective. It's all been the, the videos that I've done have been taken and then put inside an online training portal. So actually anybody can go through it at any time. We're testing it to see if it makes a difference to, to people coming in. That's exactly what I was thinking of doing with mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, the, the marketing team that I've got, and we were talking about this, is actually if you run the evergreen side, you know, people aren't necessarily as engaged because it's not live and they haven't got the live Q&A in the evening, which is something I absolutely love doing. But if they've been through the challenge, you know, if you've done your marketing right, then you've got their email address. You've also engaged with them. They're seeing more of you that when you go and run it live again, they'll probably be more engrossed in it because they've kind of had a bit of a flavor with it. And then because it's live, you'll more than likely get more signups at the end is, is really the gist of it. Yeah, no, brilliant. brilliant. Wow. Sounds good, buddy. Well, um, I think I'm back with you in a couple of days. Is that right? Yeah. Tuesday. Tuesday for the yeah, 15th. I, I don't think I can get out who's the big guest at this thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Social media influencers coming in to do some Q and A. Wow, I'm looking forward uh, to it. Should be good. Should be yeah. good. Well, I got another busy week. So I um, there was the the thing Rob did last last Sunday. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got my wallet out again. This <laughs> <laughs> week, just see what it's about anyway. But yeah, yeah. Listen, thank you so much, Gary, and not for just coming on for everything that you've been doing and um from me a massive thank you i i've got so much from being coached and mentored by you and i'm really looking forward to you know coming on to the the, ne the next mastermind that I'm, i'll be doing with you in the, the new year um it's, it's it's a great you're a great coach um and, and he's not paying me by the way to say this <laughs> 
fantastic coach, you know, very empathic. And um, you just, you give your heart and soul into it and so much. So big thank you, Great, buddy. Mate. All really right. Appreciate that. And it's been a pleasure working with you because it's good to see, you know, you ask, you ask questions and then you go and take action on them, which is realistically all that can be asked. It's the worst thing is leaving the notes in a notebook and not putting them into action because, you know, that just disappears. So it's good to see you utilising and, and putting into action the answers that you've been given. That's all you can yeah. ask my notes is like a bible i'm like back there flicking through <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right i'm back everybody for the final one of the year um so i'll see you next sunday thank you everyone cheers gary have a good night Thanks for having me. love bye-bye